<laughs> yeah, I see Slee sliding off the door, going into the ocean. I know this is the other song, but I still picture you being the one that is, is making that decision now. All right, as promised, we are joined right now by Los Angeles Chargers running back Austin Eckler. Austin, appreciate you coming on the show today. How you feeling? I'm feeling great. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you got it. So let's start right here. Obviously, you had a game. Your team played the Cincinnati Bengals earlier this season. You guys came away on the right side of that one. When you were going up against that squad, did you see them and think, you know what, this is a team that's good enough to wind up in the Super Bowl? Uh, no, I wasn't really worried about it. I was like, ah, you know, I think we're good enough to wind up in the Super Bowl because I was worried about us. But, uh, yeah, shout out to them. Uh, for being more consistent, you know, down the stretch uh, than we were. And so they ran it up, you know, basically just trucking their way in. Austin, I'm curious, and, you know, get your thoughts on the season, and, and I'll, I'll have a Rams question for you a little bit further down the road, at least for this game specifically on Sunday. Um, you guys didn't make the playoffs, and I thought there were expectations and moments of the season that you definitely thought Chargers would be in the mix the talent seemed like it was there as well. What happened? I mean, how would you describe, and I know, you know, it can't be one thing or something along those lines, but when you look back, what, what do you think happened this season for yourself, the Chargers, and why you guys weren't a part of the mix? Uh, I mean, it comes down to, like, I feel like it's the same thing, even for the reasons we lose the games, right? It's just inconsistencies. You know, we play at a super high level one week, and then we come out, and it looks like we're still trying to figure out our identity the next. It's like, if you're going to be a team that's going to have a stretch um, and and continue to play at a high level. If you if you're not doing that, you're going to get run out. Like you're you're not going to make it. Um, you're going to be a good team. You know you're going to be in the mix, but you're not going to make the run. Uh, and you know that's what happened to us. You know we just didn't play consistent enough. You know we, we games we should be winning. You know we were losing. You know that Texans game was huge there at the end of the season. Um, and you know if we're going to be a playoff team, we got to be able to win those games. We got to be able to get it done. And I think you know. Something I learned about our team is that, you know, I think we play better when we have that edge. Like, when we're like, hey, we know we're going for it on fourth down. You know, we get that feeling like, hey, this is it. Like, we get that feeling we have right there. Like, we need to instill that. And I think if we have that, then we'll be able to play at a high level. Because we have the players. It just comes down to us being, being efficient. Austin Eckler, Chargers running back, join us. He's here on behalf of Procter & Gamble, which we'll talk about in just one second. And, you know, obviously every position is important, but you've got to have the right quarterback. And it seems that everybody that's in this league knows that or feels that Justin Herbert is the next big thing at, at that position. The AFC is loaded with good young quarterbacks right now. What makes him special? What makes him different? Man, I mean, obviously his play is, is – you know, incredible, you know, and you see it on the field and the throws that he's making, his arm talent, he's, he can run and throw the ball. But uh, it's more, I think it's, I, what's even more special about him is, is what comes between Monday and, and Saturday. And it's just literally how much he puts into this game. Like he is, like there's people that have, say they have a love for the game, but he is like in a, like a very like intimate, like love relationship with football, man. This man loves football. And like, for instance, like every time before practice, he's out there probably 20 minutes early with Shane Day, his position coach, running through every single play. Um, they have their own like little one-on-one meeting every time. It was funny. Chase Daniels is like, yeah, there's a backup quarterback. He's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not invited to their the little meeting over there. Um, <laughs> but every day they'd be over there doing their little, their little one-on-one, um, and just like he shows it. Like the fact that he's that committed and he's get he's got a good head on his shoulders as far as like he's like wants to play football, hang out with the boys, not really into like the media stuff, just really wants to play ball, like shows me like, man, this guy oh, on top of that, he's ultra competitive um, you see him on a ping pong table he's 
every salty. If he ever loses, I'm just like, yeah, this guy has has the components that he needs to make himself into a superstar as he's getting there and as he'll continue to grow into. Austin Eckler uh, taking some time to join the Travis and Sliwa show, of course, the Chargers running back. Austin, I got one more question for you on the Charger front. Um, there was – I'm curious if you can describe describe your head coach. Brandon Staley got, took a lot of criticism during the season, um, obviously – uh, not making the playoffs, you get criticism. I, I'm, are there things we don't know about your head coach? He was very aggressive with his style and going for a fourth down, and that seemed to be kind of the identity maybe that you want to call it. You as a player, um, you, you are going to have a much closer relationship. W- what are some things we don't know about Brandon Staley, his style of coaching, and, and you know, obviously you, you can expand on that however you, uh, however you wish. Yeah. And I mean, even talking about the aggressiveness, man, like for him to even have the confidence for us to be aggressive, is he's not just doing it just because he's like, oh, I want to be aggressive. He's doing it because he's like, man, look at my offense. It's like, look at the guys I have on this offense. And that's something that makes him special. You know, he, he really believes in us, which I feel like is easy to do. We have some great players on our team, but uh, he even believes in us like, like off the field, they're just human beings as well. And that you hear about you hear that from like so many different you know different coaches, which is amazing. Like because that's really what it takes. I feel like to really build a real good chemistry around your team is having coaches that care about their players, not only in the football sense, but also in the sense of them being human beings, wanting to know about their families, wanting to know about them off the field. Because we, we're going into work too. This is it's work for us, right? So when we come into a positive work environment, we're excited to be there. Like it just makes you like feel like man, I really love the atmosphere that I'm created. And that comes from your head coach as far as how he's allowing people to interact, what he's allowing, you know, meeting times, what, you know, as far as how we're interacting, you know, our team bonding stuff. And so when you have this ecosystem where it's more than just football and that's what Coach Daly does, that's, you know, that's the Monday through Saturday that no one sees, it really makes it fun. Like, I'm like, man, after this year, this is probably the most fun I've had in any of the years playing, you know, Justin Herbert's doing well. Um, had a good year in, in, in fantasy. I know I'm big into fantasy. Um, and then Coach Staley bringing his type of culture into into our locker room. It's been the most fun I've had. So I'm like, man, this makes me want to play even longer, being around this group of guys, and especially Coach Staley. Austin, what happens when you don't get to draft yourself on your fantasy team? How awkward is that? Like, oh, I want myself, man. and you're a good fantasy player. You're racking up a lot of points. What's that I like? Know, man. I never get myself, man, especially because, like, everyone, people that are in the league with me are usually, there's a few fans usually, so if they're ever in front of me, they always snag me. Uh, I've only had myself in one league, um, and that was the one I did best in, uh, you know, to be uh, to be honest. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean, fantasy, I love fantasy. It's a huge, huge market, and it's just an amazing way to get people that aren't fans of the Chargers to be fans of myself and just, be involved in the things that I'm, I'm doing off the field and, and obviously during the field. But it's just a great atmosphere around the ecosystem of the NFL to keep it competitive and keep fans across the entire board you know, rooting for players. Austin, obviously uh, the big game coming up this Sunday. Your thoughts? What do you think of this Rams-Bengals matchup? If you have a prediction you want to share with us as well, what do you think folds out on, uh, on Sunday? Yeah, man. You know, I think it's going to be a really tight game because I think, you know, when your back's against the wall, it's really when your best comes out. You know, that's what I mentioned. I think that's the message we need for our team next year. But I think it comes down to, you know, just having the amount of playmakers, right? If you have more playmakers, you tend to be a little bit more consistent, tend to have a few more big plays. And I think, you know, that's leaning towards the Rams right now. Both teams have a lot of big play potential, um, especially in the passing game, you know, you know, got the you know offensive player of the year, you know uh, Cooper Cup, 
Um, and then Jamar Chase, you know, offensive rookie of the year, like that's a, a sweet matchup. I cannot wait to watch this game. Um, and then the defensive matchup too. I mean, the Rams, you know, have their D line. That's you know all of these vets that are you know have had a lot of success. So I just think that's going to give them the edge as far as having all these guys um, on both sides of the ball that are able to make big plays. I think there's going to be a lot of big plays, but I think they're going to come out with it. Austin Eckler, Chargers running back, joining us here on Trav and Slee. And I know you're here uh, doing some work with Proctor and Gamble. What do you got going? Yeah, PNG. So I mean, there's you know there's a Super Bowl, but there's there's these like five days. I've actually never been down here on Radio Row, and it's like this is my first time. And uh, we actually have this is probably the most excited event that I'm really looking forward to as far as this little Procter and Gamble because it's all about what I'm about, right? It's about engagement. Um, it's about getting to know community members, right? Expanding myself off off the field. Um, so we have a carnival going on out here at the convention center that you can come interact with me. I'll be down there. We'll be you know competing in some games. Um, there's also some giveaways, which I, you know, I did giveaways all year. So I'm always hyped about giveaways. I'm giving away a washing machine, uh, awesome. and tickets to next year's Super Bowl <laughs> and tickets to next year. Like these aren't small giveaways. These are some beefy giveaways. Um, so, <laughs> and, and even on top of that, then you can even learn about, um, P and G's, uh, it's called their good every day. Um, and they basically making an impact in communities all across the nation. And so you get a, you get like best of all the worlds, right? You get to hang out with players. You get to play some games, compete against them. You get to get some giveaways. And I'm doing my giveaway of my own. I wear my jersey. I have some player cards for you. And you get to learn about how you can help the community all in one spot. Very cool. Austin Eckler, Chargers running back here on Travis Lee. Austin, it's great talking with you. Thanks so much. Thank you, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on, boys. You got it. You know what that guy's going to do when he's done playing football? Probably be in broadcast. Take our job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yep. one of those. You know, I'd like to be on the – okay, yeah, come on in. Come on in. Have a seat. It's the yeah. Austin Eckler and not Travis and Sliwa show. <laughs> he was he was terrific. Congratulations. He, he, was, uh, he was solid, yeah. and, and, you know, we've obviously had our conversations about the Chargers, and they were an interesting storyline for me. I mean, whether – uh, I, I thought during the season, right? Okay, they're going to make the playoffs, right? They're going to make the course. playoffs. Of course. And, and they don't make it. And uh, anyways, it's it's good to hear from somebody that can kind of share his side of the story. I mean, you know, it was also promoting, and uh, it sounds like he's a big fan of his head coach, where you and I have been critical critical on. And, and a bigger fan of fantasy football. <laughs> can you imagine, like, <laughs> drafting yourself? Like, I'll I take, um, I guess I'll take me. <laughs> like, that's got to be kind of a, a pretty cool moment along the way. That's fantastic. I, I will I remember that very vividly. Uh, yeah. Emily and I are on the set doing a pregame show. And Caitlin Baker, who works for the Rams, and she's kind of our liaison. Al, you met her when we shot our big uh, SoFi promos uh, down on the field. And I see her walking over, and she's with her mother. And her Mom mother hates says, me, bro. <laughs> what, what happened here? Her mom hates me. And Sydney's she's very sweet, and she comes over and she says, "Hey, I just want to tell you, I I really enjoy listening to your guys' show. It's terrific." She didn't say but, that. She said, "I really enjoy listening to you." Do not let Allen back into this building. He he is bad luck. He's bad mojo. So Cindy, he has not been back. We we've taken your advice. He's not coming to the Super Bowl. The Rams have been cooking since Al uh, the 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 Sliwa essence has been yep. uh, stricken. I from was the not building. there a week eighteen. Just a heads up. <laughs> Well, that's okay. It just kind of bubbled up again. It's like that relapse, right? It's just the Sliwa relapse that happened in week 18. Uh, that, Her that and I great. used to grab uh, coffee every weekend. 
<laughs> since since that interaction you had with her, nothing. So good. So good. So well done, Cindy. I uh, hope to see you on Sunday at, at the Super Bowl along the way. Uh, ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage. Visit Progressive.com. couple of uh, tweets here, Al. This one comes from Jason. I said to him, thank you for participating in Ask Slee. He says, no, thank you for making Ask Slee. This is the greatest segment in the history of radio. So I knew I liked Jason before, but now I really like him that he's, uh, that, he's that big on Ask Slee, Al. How how did we? I actually I genuinely don't remember this. How how did I know Ashley came from you? But how yes. did it come about? So I, I know exactly how it came about. It literally came through. I one of our. It might not have been the very first show, but it was very very early in the show where you said something that completely caught me by surprise, and I'm mm-hmm. like. I just realized I don't know anything about this guy. We need to start firing questions at you to kind of do it, and we just kind of created Asksley, and we've been off and running ever since. This one is from JDW. Uh, y'all, hands down, the best show. No competition. Keep it up. Thank you. They're all great shows, but appreciate you saying that. Um, the top station. five. Top five, I would say. <laughs> After Laker talk and Rams pregame show, we're we're, we're solidly at six three. now. Six now. I, I <laughs> forgot those shows. Station put out a tweet asking for people's favorite moments from the show. A couple of entries. This one's from Ryan. Uh, Ryan, I should say. The calls from me, Francis, and John. I figured as much. Sleaze in and out order, which is still troublesome. Chicken sandwich day. Yeah, I don't know if that's in the top six hundred. Bro, Ryan. that was awesome. That was great. <laughs> That was a great day. It really was. We struggled for about four days after. Remember when you went and you were you were telling? I think you were telling George and I. You were like, "Oh no, I'm good. You're out there playing golf." Like you were like, "No, I'm fine. I'm fine." And then for two straight days, you're like, "I I couldn't move." It was like a disease that kept yeah. coming back. Like I yeah. thought I had turned the corner, and then I had been felled all over again. There were there were a lot of moments in there. Uh, Ryan has a couple of others on his list. The nine hundred two one zero chat. Hashtag Brenda. That was early <laughs> on, 90210. <laughs> and then adding the extra hour to the show. That's uh, that's pretty good. Uh, we got some other entries as well that we'll get to in just a little bit. But, you know, why not? It's the anniversary. Let's do a little more Ask Slee. Let's go to uh, Chris. Chris, you're up next. Hashtag Ask Slee. What's up, Chris? Hey, guys. Thanks. Congratulations. Happy anniversary. Very proud of you guys. I've got Thank Ask you. Slee. That is anniversary team. But first, two things I would love to ask Emily or Taylor to uh, drop a little Tony, 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 happy anniversary on the next comeback. Uh, That is a quality song that needs to be played today. And then also um, gift ideas for you guys. I think Slee, a good anniversary gift for you to get Trav would be an Oscar Mayer weenie whistle. And then Trav. Or I could get him a bottle of wine and it never actually gets to him. I could do that as well. Done that. Been there, done that, right? Or um, or also, Trav, you could get Slee, of course, my suggestion yesterday, the life-size cutout of Woj. Yeah, I'm um, done. It's but, already in my good idea. Okay, so, so my Ask Slee is uh, Lady Slee and your anniversary falls on Game 7 of the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. And let's say that the Lakers aren't in it because, truthfully, they're not even in a hypothetical uh, NBA Finals <laughs> right now at this point. You have to be mean about um, it, Chris. Not to be, I know, not to be mean, but it's just real. So you got a multiple choice question here. A, do you fake sick and watch in bed? B, do you go with Lady Slee and watch it recorded later? Or C, do you break Lady Slee's heart and say, hey, babe, the NBA is really my true love? (laughs) 
Thank you for calling in. Thank you for calling <laughs> Thank in, Chris. You, Chris. So um, this one's actually it? this one I think is easy. I present her what's happening. I tell her that this is part of my occupation. Tell her that it's incredibly important that I'm watching Game Seven, and tell her that uh, you know I'd like to watch the game, but. She can ultimately make the decision. If she says, that's cool and all, um, it's our anniversary, we're going to go out tonight, then we'll go out tonight. But I have a feeling she's going to say, go watch the game, don't be an idiot after that, and you got some work to make up after that, and then I'll come through. I think your relationship comes to an end at that moment when she says that to you. She's like, yeah, I'm going to go watch the Lakers. <laughs> I think that I go to work. I'm going to go watch the Lakers. We'll catch you. Uh, we'll catch up some other time. Well, I'm not doing it, it like that. <laughs> enjoy the rest of your life. There's more of a I setup there. I think it probably – maybe it's the next day. You're going to that Laker game. There, don't, don't, don't Well, I don't thought he was lies. saying it's not even a Laker game. I thought he was saying it's game seven of just the NBA finals oh, that's because a little the different. Lakers are that's not going to be different. in it. Okay, that's a little different. If Lakers are in it – then it's not a conversation. That's <laughs> yeah, okay. That makes more sense. That definitely makes more sense. But if um, it's if it's Bucks and Warriors, yeah, we got we got a job to do here. <laughs> trying to run a business. <laughs> yeah, listen. Look, we all have priorities. We don't have to say them out loud trying all the to time. Run a business. There, people know. Look, if if there's a if the relationship is strong, it can withstand uh, something like this along the way. So the Lakers. Uh, like, like Chris said, it's it, it ain't going to happen for them this year. Mm-hmm. The the Bucks are still in the mix, but for entirely different reasons. They're 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 in the mix because they made a blockbuster trade. They sent Harden out. Simmons comes in. Oh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Yep. I'm, I'm sorry. What did I say? Bucks, Bucks. Yeah, Br- Brooklyn. Thank you. Um, but it is kind of interesting that the two teams that made the biggest splashes on super teams during this mm-hmm. the, the you know I know the Bucks did it a year. <laughs> Bucks. Why do I just keep doing that? The Nets did it a year ago both of them didn't really work do you think we'll see more bucks and sons type of rebuilds where you add a piece here or there but your core is more homegrown so i i you you can't say yet that the brooklyn thing didn't work because but it didn't work how they designed it to work originally because harden's gone you're right about that the only the reason why i say you can't say it hasn't worked yet is only because they got a lot for james harden right so that the problem for the lakers is what are they going to get for Russell Westbrook? That was one of the things we were talking about yesterday, that the the unfortunate situation Lakers were in yesterday, not that they didn't think they, they're supposed to make a move. It's not like they were sitting back and saying, no, 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 we're comfortable though we got. You don't have a move to make. You don't have any chips to go do it. I, I think that this is not going to change the way teams approach. There are certain markets and franchises that are always going to go big fish hunting, and I think that that's going to continue, and I also think – um, I, I think it's going to be a big part of if you're this if you're the Milwaukee Bucks, you have no choice but to build the way you're building because it's going to be really difficult to get people to come through free agency. If you're the Phoenix Suns, you're going to have to keep building the way you do. Phoenix was a little bit different. Phoenix was we drafted a lot of these players, we're developing them, and then we got an opportunity to go get Chris Paul, right? And they did it, and Chris Paul now all of a sudden took them to an, a level that they haven't been to. Yep, and I think I think that's a that's kind of a little bit different of a strategy than you could say what Milwaukee's doing. But, Trav, if you don't think that the Lakers are going to continue, um, if they get up, let, let's say five years from now, they were in the lottery for a couple of years. Now they drafted some players. They have a lot of draft picks. I think the moment they can go get another star, they would do it again. And I, and I know this one's a little bit different because they went with three stars rather than two, which is how they won the last championship. Francis and Glendale's favorite five moments from the show. Hot chicken sandwich. Every time my name is mentioned, 
<laughs> that seems people, to be a theme. People are liking the Same hot chicken sandwich. Yeah, they they like as that. much as you uh, hated it yourself. I didn't. I didn't like it. Hot dog uh, revelation. Amanda Grilling Slee, and this is my favorite part. His number, his fifth favorite, is anytime Trav did a solid impression and Slee didn't like it. <laughs> That's Francis's best part. You, I really wish that there was like a a video component to the show because yeah. Al's face when I do my voices, it's not like mild disappointment. It's it's literal disgust. It is it is absolute what go contempt that for no no, no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go Al, that you can't see your own face. I can see your face. What you're putting but out I in know there my, is don't this tell guy me about is an my idiot. face. I know my face. Okay? <laughs> not the way that I do. When I do my voices you don't because you can't see your own face. I'm telling you it is there were he's, certain he's, ones he's ruining you the did. show. There were certain the ones you did that I was like, this one is um, – it's doable. We can work with it. And then For there's instance, other ones that you did where in my head I was, like, I was like, it's over. Okay. What's the one you did? You did some Western one. What was the Western one you were doing? Western? Well, I, don't, I don't know. Was I don't know like, what the Western uh, one is. It was – it was I've only Western. got like three impressions. I've right, got give, give me the Bob Craft. Messy. I've got Messy. I've got a Peacock. I've and that's basically it. Those those are basically the <laughs> and I oh and I got Sylvester Stallone. USC I've, frat guy. Uh, oh no, that's, yeah, but, but that's, that's one just, of my favorite ones, and it was UCLA frat guy. Yeah, it's, a, well, it's we just have differences sports in fan. fraternities there. It's just college sports fan. I'm telling you, bro, it's different this year. No, 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 no. Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly's got a system. Look, that's and Chip a good Kelly, one. Chip Kelly's deal this year. It's different, man. It's di- it's going to be different this year. Uh, yeah, except for it was exactly the same all what over you again. Do? No, you no, 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 bro. One that you it's did. different. I can't think of the you other hate one that them you all. did. What are you talking about? No, the, the, the Emily's guy, telling me to break. I see you. Don't the, worry. The frat guy I was into. <laughs> frat guy I wanted to uh, go buy a beer bong and say, let's do this, Trap. Let's <laughs> well, do this. We could do that, too. Factor Cap coming up next. What could you do for one year? Straight ahead. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers, thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. By now you should know if it's a, a cap or cap, so just uh, hope, hope that's okay, Slee, <laughs> for you. So. Uh, it's still a cap. I'm uh, a little stubborn. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep go keep going with it. All right, guys, happy uh, one year anniversary of the show. I'm glad Thank for you. my about six months in the show so far. So it's it's great. So uh, up first, you could go one year as a vegan. Travis, is this factor cap? Yeah, I think I could. I don't think it's something that I'm dying to do, but I could. I when when I was doing the show with Key, Key's family, Keyshawn isn't a vegan, but his family they are. And every once in a while, he brought he would bring things in that he, he for instance, sleep. He brought in a pulled pork sandwich that was vegan. And obviously, pork is not on the menu if you're a vegan. And he made it out of shredded carrots. And I'm like, Key, you got to be kidding me. This is this is lunacy. There's no way this tastes like a pulled pork sandwich. Guess what? It did. Now, I'd probably go broke having to do it because I would have to go to these vegan restaurants and spend all my money. I don't know how to cook like that. But I could, I could white-knuckle it for a year without uh, any animal products. I don't think I could. I think um, I, I think I would if I was able to do it for 30 days. I think that'd be quite an accomplishment. If I was able to do it for 60 days, we're like, wow, how the hell did you do? It? I know eventually you get used to it, but I don't think I can. I think one year without doing any meat, without doing any animal products, no dairy, none of that. I, I you're just so used to it. I mean, listen, you, if I have about to. doing the hard part, like the month would be the hard part. Once you're over the hump, it's like exercise or cutting back on drinking or smoking. It's like the first part's the hard part. Once you get through it, it's not too bad. First part is the hard part, but imagine how quick and easy it is to just get off of it, right? Like, <laughs> you know, we, we were talking about this a couple of days ago. We were doing this with uh Does with Does In-N-Out Berg. have a vegan option? <laughs> Probably. I'll just take a big stack of lettuce and tomatoes. Yeah, you're gonna get pepperoncinis <laughs> and a bun. Um, I, I think you know use use Berg as an example. We were talking about it. We were trying to give him some motivation. No, no, no. Don't yeah. go grab the pizza. You're asking us. Let's tell you. You've been going good for two weeks. It's so easy to get off of it. I, I think it I'd is. have a really difficult time. All right. We all know Valentine's Day is up this uh, Monday, and you know you have to do something romantic. But you have missed an anniversary before. Alan, is this fact or cap? Uh, it's fact. Yeah, definitely, definitely have done that. But I, I'm listen. I'm a uh, Trav. I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. Now you're different because you're actually married, and maybe it means something more. Maybe it means something less. I I don't know. Less. Um, when you're yeah, I, I could see that. I could see it's less. <laughs> when you've done something wrong, I know for me, you just got to be open, genuine, and honest about it. And usually, you know, things will work itself out. Now, I'm not saying I'm doing it on purpose. I'm like, oh, well, I have a backup plan. I'll just be open, genuine, and honest, and I could get out of anything. But, um, of course, plan B. of course it happens. I forget people's birthday. I'm not good with dates. I'm not. I, I These are things that, you know, I forget. I mean, granted, I remember Chavs's birthday. He didn't remember mine, but, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. So, I, I've never forgotten my anniversary to my wife like that that's one that is imprinted on my brain but i've forgotten like my mom and dad's i'll be honest i've forgotten that here and there that's that's something that i've forgotten but it's it's one of those things like you said the the further down the road you get Mm -hmm. unless it's a a landmark one if it's 20 or 25 or 40 or 45 that you remember those because 
there's going to be a point where you're sitting around drinking wine and you're like, what is this? Is this number 22, 23? And then all of a sudden you realize, no, this is 25. And then you got to put something together. So the, the bigger ones you can't forget, but everybody's going to forget. Are one you good with birthdays? Like, do you remember a lot of people's birth- you have family, friends, brothers, sisters, parents? You remember? Are you good with birthdays? It's a very tight circle of things. Yep. Yes. But it's not like I, my kids, my wife, my folks, my brother, uh, and that might be the list. I don't really remember too much of that. All right, up next, uh, you know the year that you were at your peak. Travis, this is Factor Cap. That's a great. Well, okay, so this is an interesting question. Like, define peak, Emily. I was going to say, we what talking, is the definition of peak? Yeah, are we when, talking uh, physical peak? Are we I talking mental local peak? Local YMCA peak? when I had 12 yeah. assists? Or, what, are what are we talking, talking about, about here? I need a definition. Um, I say, I think, I want to see physical? where you felt best about yourself. Like, you're okay, but best again, version phys- of yourself. Phys- physically physical or, or like about my whole deal? All the answers. Oh, right now. And I'm being 100% honest. Right now. I, 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 I feel like I got a pretty good grip of my career and like what I'm good at and what I'm not. I know, I know my lanes in these things. I've been a father now for 21 years. I feel like I've got a better grip on that than I used to. I've been married for almost 25 years. I understand how to manage that relationship. I understand that bad things don't last forever that you can muscle your way through them now as long as i don't have a heart attack or a coronary in the next couple of years i've got a few good years coming up so i feel i feel good about myself i'm not gonna lie so it's funny because when you first hear that we use we use that for sports right oh he's in the prime of his career it's a 28 to 32 is their prime when i hear somebody ask me that question i'm like what does that even mean like what does it mean <laughs> that i'm in my prime or something along those lines so I think this is interesting because I'm not married. I don't have kids, at least yet, right? So I think that there's so much more important things to come that, like, looking at what I've done so far, you're probably just looking at it more from, like, your business perspective or some of those lines. So I'd say within the last couple of years, right, like something along those lines. But whether there was a moment where I woke up like, this is it, Slee, looked at myself in the mirror and said, you see all that muscle? I don't see that. So I can't (laughs) really really refer to that. Like, the the answer to the uh, the physical prime, believe it or not, I was like 37 when I was in the best shape of my life. I could do 50 push-ups in a row without stopping. I could run 10 miles without stopping and do it at a at a relatively decent clip. Is that so when that you was did a, your half? Is that when yeah, you did half? when I did my half, I did uh, 12 weeks of boot camp. I got strong. Mm. I got I, I wouldn't say lean, but leaner than I've ever been in my life. So physical prime is different than life prime. Take take your shirt off real quick. I want to I want to see. Just curious. There. <laughs> yeah, let me, yeah. let me, let me, let me pull an air off real quick. Yeah, he's Absolutely. On. All right. Last one, guys. If you had to eat one thing every day for a year, it's not the only thing you eat that day, but you just have to eat it at some point in that day, it would be pizza. Travis is at Factor Cap. Cap. I like pizza, but I no, that would get a, that that would become a lot. That that's heavy. It's not good for you. No, no, no. It's but delicious. deep dish. But deep dish. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can for breakfast just fire out a, a Chicago style uh, lasagna pizza. No, I pizza's a little bit too much. It would have to be something a little lighter fare to do it every single day. If you said you got one meal left, pizza's in you know a category oh, in the, where yeah, it, there's only a couple to choose from. Tacos I don't need is the it answer ever. to that question. I don't need it every day, so I'm with you on that. I mean, if you were, if you said, "Hey, Al, you can eat whatever you want, but you have to eat this one item every single day," I don't need the one thing that's probably gonna like 
demotivate me from doing anything. <laughs> Give me an apple every yeah, day, and then I'll have, go have a pizza once a week or something. <laughs> yeah, I'll have an orange every. If you say you got to need an orange every day for the okay, I'm I can okay. Do that. Yeah, I'm alright <laughs> with that. I take down this deep dish, and it's uh, it's four inches tall. <laughs> Next one, Em. That's, That's it. it. That's it. Those were fun. I like those. I like they could. There's no way, Emily. You, you're not doing a piece of pizza every day, right? It's got to be something a little bit. The world done. wouldn't end. I, I just wouldn't like get I got anything that, done. That question was from a, a six-year-old, so that's probably why it's uh, it's pizza every day. Oh my goodness, that is that is a lot. All right. Um. All right, guys. We got two ask sleeves from the station uh, to start off this segment. So first, we're gonna go to Lindsay, producer Lindsay, and then we're gonna go to Sedano. So here's Lindsay. Here's my question for Ask Slee. Sliwa, when you get food delivery, do you meet your driver outside or do you ask them to come to your apartment door? There is a right answer here. All right, that's first, and then I'm going to play Sedano real quick, too. So Slee, with, so Slee, with Valentine's Day coming up, I'm curious. What kind of sweet nothings are you whispering into the future Mrs. Slee's ears, right? Like, what kind of romance are you providing? Uh, like, what kind of romantic conversations? Are they like, uh, hey, honey, uh, what do you think about LeBron and AD in the pick and roll? <laughs> More like, uh, hey, honey, uh, do you think we're getting enough defense on the perimeter? Do you think we're guarding the pick and roll the right way? Like, is that like the romanticism we're getting? The sweet nothings you're whispering into the future Mrs. Slee's ears? Al? It's a lot right there. It's a lot right there. First right, of all, let's do Sedano's. Sedano. Clean let's it do, up. Let's do, let's do Sedano's first. All um, right. She would not only have no idea what I'm talking about, nor would she care nor would she have any interest in what the hell I'm doing. And she'd probably then say, uh, cool, man, why don't you uh, go do something else on Valentine's Day on your own, and I'll do something on my own. So uh, none of those uh, sweet conversations going. But Sedano's voice right there, I mean, really kind of going – it's very kind of soft and smooth right there. It almost sounded yeah. like he was uh, calling <laughs> right now. Yeah, it felt like a it's late night bad. DJ. It felt like some, you know, love line kind of <laughs> throwback to the '90s kind of feel to it. It was pretty good. If I used that voice, she'd also be like, "What are you doing? Why are you talking to me like that?" That's true too. What about right, Lindsay? For, for Lindsay's, you go to the door. Or do you have them come up? Um, okay, so this is a little different because it's not a house, right? So I think I've told you this before. It's a condo complex, okay. so there'll be food. That's just sitting right outside the door. Like it's on the floor. There'll be a couple boxes of pizza right there. And what I try to do when I see that, I'll take it inside, even though somebody will probably say, hey, there's a reason why we're asking somebody to not touch our food. We don't need you to touch <laughs> yeah, our food. Yeah, but I'm trying to help. <laughs> I'm trying to help. That's my thought process. Um, I will go to them. I will come out. Uh, let me give you a good, put exa- perfect example. Pizza. Remember they came uh, National Pizza Day? Mm-hmm. Delivered some pizzas. Um I didn't get a call or anything, but I saw the guy pull up. So when we went to break, I went out there, grabbed the pizza, and go. It's very simple. Plus, I'm like the first unit next to the, the street, so it's very, very easy. <laughs> All right. So people are still sending in their favorite moments of the show. Um, John of Fullerton had his list, and one of the things that I think we need to point out, his his number four favorite moment of the show is hey, when baby, Fli- <laughs> what do you think of the buyout market? <laughs> the what? Yeah, well, I mean, that's your, what you're into. You you like the buyout market and trade deadline and those things. I I wouldn't be surprised. Um, speaking of, John and Fullerton's uh, favorite moment or fourth favorite moment was Flea calling in the grill, Trav. 
You, you think you'd rather have that one back? You, no. you think maybe that uh, me being 100% right six months ago might have been one of my happiest days when Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> called to yell at me and say that I should be beat up in the town square and that I wouldn't be invited to the party when they had the parade? Where are you, Flea? Come on, call in. Where where you been, pal? I took your call when you wanted to scream at me. Now that Russell Westbrook maybe sat down for the rest of the year, I'd like you to call and tell me I was right. Hey, baby, what do you think the first round against the Pelicans in the planes? Not the first round. I was going to say you're going to have to your your dirty talk needs to be more accurate. Hey, baby, we're in the play-in game against the Pelicans. Not the first round. You need to uh, you need to get that right along the way. Andrew Whitworth, NFL, or I should say Walter Payton Man of the Year, which is a a really big deal. It's the it's the award they give to the player at the end of the year that has done been the most active in the community. Is a great example. All of these things and. I want I want to play very quickly Andrew Whitworth's closing statement yesterday because I think it's a it's a very good reflection of the type of guy that he is. This is a guy, Slee, I know that we talk so much about Sean McVay and when he came over and he kind of changed the culture of this team, and yep. he did, and, and, and taking nothing away from the, the unbelievable job McVay has done. But one of the first players they went and got was Andrew Whitworth, and, and, and he came over and was the adult, right? He, he was the guy. Aaron Donald's their best player, but Andrew Whitworth was the guy that is doing tutorials after practice for the young offensive lineman. He's a guy in his late mid to late 30s who's staying after practice, who's running extra laps, who's leading conditioning, all of these things. And now we're at the very end of the line. This, Sunday is going to be the last game of his career. He has d- everything but said, I'm done after this. Mm-hmm. Stafford, Donald, Cup, OBJ, all of these guys are incredibly important to what they've done as Los Angeles Rams both this season and over the last few years. Nobody's been more important to the success of this team and the culture of building this team than Andrew Whitworth has. You got to have uh, you got to have people like that, right? Any company, any business. Listen, there's the uh, there are the guys that everybody's talking about on a night in night out basis, and then there's guys like Andrew Whitworth. And I guarantee you when this dude walks on the field, the respect he gets from his peers, the respect he gets from the opposing side of the ball, the respect that he gets from the coaching staff. And listen, it's not the sexy story, right? So you and I are probably not leading a show talking about him. No, we're talking about Stafford and we're talking about what do you got to do to Debo and what do you have to – there are names out there in the world of sports that are incredibly – um, you, uh, you you not only enjoy talking about, but you know their importance to a game. You're right. His position, what he does, how long he's been in the league, the culture that he creates, it's a big part of it. And naturally, it does get, uh, unfortunately, unnoticed, or at least it doesn't get mentioned enough. Uh, smart of you, and uh, you know, you mentioned this in the prep. You wanted to give him some love. I thought it was a great idea. It's it's and it's not just his play. His play's been exemplary since he came here. But he's gotten hurt. He's missed some time. And the Rams have continued to play really good football. So it's not just that he's an All Pro level left tackle at forty years old, which is just ridiculous. It's that he's created a culture where all of these other offensive linemen have kind of bought into what it is that he does as a pro Mm. so even when he's not there they can continue to do what he does as a pro and that's like the greatest legacy you can come up with is not only as i'm gone but you're going to continue to do it exactly the right way so congratulations to him on winning the uh, walter payton man of the year award espn radio